off this show on some other shit. Take my glasses off right quick because I don't need to read nothing for this. Man, look. There was one thing going away to college that we all agreed on. The cats from Dallas, they took pride in Dallas, Texas. The cats from Houston, Rodney Blair, Cliff Winston, Johnny Pope, Charlie Biggers, Lyric Eaton, just to name a few of my Houston homies. Man, we took we took pride in the city of H-Town. Man, I'm embarrassed. I'm hurt and I'm alarmed. I'm embarrassed, I'm hurt, and I'm alarmed. That's why I took my glasses off, man, because Man, this city is going to the shits. You can't blame Matt Turner. You can't blame Troy Fenner. Say, so, man, we just, and I say we because I'm a product of the city of Houston. Man, they killed this brother from New Orleans that was a detective. I'm assuming for the New Orleans Police Department. But it really don't matter where he worked or what he did for a living. He was a lady's husband and he was two boys' father. Man, you got to be a pretty low-lifed son of a bitch. Excuse my French to murder this brother in cold blood. And from all reports, they say the brother was complying with their demands when they robbed him. Here's why this hit home with me. That happened Saturday night. At the same time that was taking place, Janae, Cedric Jenkins, Terry O'Neill. We were sitting on the same patio, not that patio, 
but a patio. And all that brought to my mind is the grace of God. The grace of God. Because what was stopping these heartless criminals from walking up and wanting to attempt to do the same thing to any one of the four of us as we sat on a patio that same night during that same hour. Hey man, I felt Troy Fenner, brother. I feel you. This man was in tears. You don't have to be in law enforcement. And I know, hey look, Sheriff's Department, HPD, say man, they get a horrible shake sometimes because of what one or two jokers do. Yeah, we know some asshole cops out there. I get it. Trust me, I get it. But nobody wants the popo around until you need the popo. Because some of these summer guns don't know their place as police officers. Now, I got friends that work for HPD, that's retired from HPD, that's worked for the sheriff's department, that's retired from the sheriff's department. And one thing I can tell you, say, man, don't let that gun and badge fool you. Them niggas will take that shit off and still beat your ass. They'll take that shit off and still get with you. So don't let that gun and badge make you take them for weak. Because ain't shit weak about them. They just some brothers and sisters that grew up in some very unfortunate situations in South Park, Sunnyside, Cloverland, Fifth Ward, Acres Home, CUNY Homes, you name it. They grew up in all those places just like we did. And we all wanted better for ourselves. Man, I'm hurt. Because that could have been me. That could have been you. About a month ago, we did a show on gun violence in our city. If you see something, say something. If you know something, say, man, that's cold-blooded murder. Ain't nothing cool about that. Ain't nothing fly about that. Ain't nothing hip about that. I don't care if you're 16, 26, 36, 46. That shit don't relate in no era. To walk up on a man and his homeboys eating dinner, rob them, and then kill them? They gave you what you wanted. And since I've got a platform, what he said with Kevin Walker, since we made this platform, man, let's be real. Because we said that from the very first show when I was talking from the backyard, that we're going to come on here, we're going to be real, we're going to talk about real subject matter, and we're going to have fun. And I'm going to get to the fun in a minute. I'm going to get to 
what we really was gonna talk about tonight in a minute. But man, this been this this been heavy on my heart, man, because that was wrong. There was nothing right about that. Nothing right about that at all. You took this man from his kids. You took this man from his wife. You took this man from an entire family of people that I'm sure loved him the same way I love my brother. The same way I love my sister. That was wrong. There was nothing right about that. That was a cold-blooded, senseless murder. Say, man, give HPD some help. Give the ATF some help because they involved. They involved. Man, I said this, I know at least three or four times on this platform that when you pick up a pistol and use it to rob or to take something by force, it's not a hustle. You're not a hustler. You're not a hustler when you pick up a pistol that makes you a coward in that moment. Why? Why? Say, man, when I lost my daughter, you know the thing for me that resonates more than anything else in America? In my mind, two things. Two things I can never get out of my head. That as a grandfather to Tatum and as a father to Jade, Jade will never get to walk Tatum into her first day of school my grandbaby was robbed of that opportunity for her mother. And as a father, I was robbed of an, of an opportunity to ever walk my daughter down the aisle in marriage. So you robbed her daughter and you robbed her father of opportunities we can't get nowhere else. And like I've said a million times, her father is doing a magnificent job raising Tatum. Magnificent. But ain't nothing like mama. Man, what are we doing? What are we doing, Houston, Texas? Trying to become the murder capital? Are we trying to become the murder capital of America? We tripping. We tripping. We tripping. We can't become the murder capital. I'm sorry. We're Houston, man. We better than that. We're better than that. This man, from what I understand, had just graduated. I think he had gotten a doctorate or. Yeah, so he was about to finish his criminal justice degree. Okay. 
he can't see his son graduate. His oldest boy was like 15 from what I understand. You robbed that son of the opportunity for his daddy to tie his tie at graduation. If your daddy ever tied your tie, when you standing there looking eye to eye with your old man and your daddy fumbling with your tie, say, man, that sends chills down your spine when your daddy doing small things like that. You got to be an awfully rotten son of a bitch to walk up on somebody having dinner, just enjoying friends, having a good time, and murder them in cold blood. You got to be an even worse person to know who did it and sit on that shit like it ain't no big deal. It's a big damn deal, man. It's a big damn deal. See, this is one of them situations where when justice does prevail, where when they're handcuffing you, somebody's service revolver just needs to accidentally go off and shoot your ass in the head. Show your family how it feel to grieve. These youngsters losing their damn mind. And when you sit up and don't speak on it and don't say nothing about it, because, oh, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Bullshit. That ain't the way it is. No, it's not the way it is. Man, we living in this land like animals where you could just slaughter another individual and have no remorse and have zero remorse to kill this man in cold blood and be able to sleep that night. Say, man, you're a horrible individual. You are a horrible individual. Now, I said all that to say this. Man, that's our city. We elected Mayor Turner. He put Troy Fenner in place. So as citizens of this city, say, man, we got to chip in and help where we can to do, to do what's right. Because the same way these people were out having dinner minding their business, and me, Terry, Janae, and said were sitting on the patio. Would you tell if it was one of us? The same way your mom get up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday because she's retired and going to run to the store and gets robbed and gets shot. You'd want somebody to speak up. Let me tell you how ruthless these son of a bitches are. What if it's your dad, your grandfather out cutting the front yard? Just on a casual day, your grandfather or your dad cutting the front yard. And they ride by and decide they're going to rob him while he cutting the yard. You'd want somebody to speak up. You'd want somebody to help your family. 
And you a damn lie if you say you would. Say, man, let's help the Houston Police Department, Harris County Sheriff's Department, the ATF. Man, us as citizens. This is totally off the beaten path of what I was going to talk about tonight. But, man, it's been so heavy on my heart. Like, I've nearly made myself sick thinking about this. Because, man, it's wrong. And I think about the grace of God. I think about the grace of God. I think about the grace of God every morning just when I'm simply driving to work. How this car on my left and my right don't pull out their weapon and just start firing like what's happening on the freeways every day. I think about the grace of God when the God didn't allow these assholes to come attempt to rob us while sitting on the patio. I think about the grace of God anytime I sit down to eat because there's food on the table and I can afford to pay for it. I think about the grace of God every time I hit the switch on the wall and the room lighting up. That means the electricity bill is paid. I think about the grace of God when I go to the closet and open the doors in the closet. Now I got a decision to make what I'm aware of because I got a selection to choose from. I think about the grace of God when I go to the refrigerator and open the door and say, so what am I going to eat for dinner tonight? I think about the grace of God when I get my cell phone and hit my Chase Bank app to see what AT&T done deposited into my account for this two-week checking period. I think about the grace of God when my phone ring and I look at it and it say, my baby Lando. I think about the grace of God when I hit little Kevin and he's in the United States Air Force working in the medical unit in Wichita Falls, Texas. I think about the grace of God when I had pneumonia in 2018, septus pneumonia. It was in the induced coma for a week. Kevin Walker ain't supposed to be sitting here right now. I think about the grace of God in 2018, in August of 2018, when I lost my baby. I think about the grace of God and his mercy because he picked me up, threw me over his shoulder, and carried me through those situations. Come on, Houston. Come on, family and friends. Come on, man. We lost a brother like me. 
Could have been you. Could have been your husband, Teresa Ford. Could have been your husband, Lita Hill. Could have been your husband, Denise McClinton. They stole this man's life from his family. I'm hurt, man. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Forgive me for going on a rant, but I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I've posted several times in the past few weeks about my peace got to be my peace. The people in my presence have got to be my peace. Say, man, my homeboy said, my brother don't have no drama. Don't come with no drama ever. Not when it relates to our friendship. My partner, Daryl McClinton, when we hang out and smoke us a couple of cigars, say, man, he know we ain't, we ain't, hey, ain't no drama. We ain't tearing each other down behind each other back. Hey, if I can help Daryl make some money or do something that's going to get him paid, I'm going to do it. That's my partner. That's been my brother for a long time. Man, I'm hurt that they stole this man from his family. He's with God. Yes, he's in a better place. That's cool if that's how we want to look at it. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, man, we got to help. We got to help where we can. I wanted to get that message out about losing his brother from New Orleans police. Man, my heart goes out to him, his kids, his wife. Yeah, they still have another brother that was not a police officer that was just here enjoying a good time with his brother that's in critical condition fighting for his life as well. Man, if you see something, say something. If you see something, say something. You see something, say something. Um, okay, so let me get into our first topic of the night tonight. Sorry about my rant. Sorry about, you know, going off on this binge, going off on that deep end. Uh, so I just had to get that off my chest. So that was that was heavy on my chest. Let me bring the ugly in and allow her to get on with her giggly ass. Let me put my glasses back on. All right. How y'all doing tonight? Welcome to what he said with Kevin Walker. Can you? So tight. Welcome to what he said with Kevin Walker. I am Kevin Walker. And welcome to what he said with Kevin Walker. I got my co-host right here with me tonight, Janae Sanders. Officer Sanders, how you doing? Talk, you, you talk about it. Hey, y'all. I'm the boss. How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, you the boss, how are y'all? How are y'all? We are in week seven. Is that good, Mr. Walker? I guess. Hey, look, so here's our first uh, subject of the night that, that we're going to discuss. 
so for women, it's not really a relationship or couples thing, just women. We're going to talk about women and not really prostituting in the way that some of us think of when we think about the word prostitution. But for a woman or do women prostitute their bodies? And if so, and if so, if you think they do, do you think they do it because they have low self-esteem, number one? Do you think they do it because, number two, it's the way they were raised to get money and get what they want with their bodies? Or number three, do you think women prostitute themselves because older women that's been in their lives have told them, hey, look, if you want to go out here and get it, if you want to get what you need, a woman should never be broke. A woman should never have needs. A woman should never want for anything. Use what you got to get what you want. So if you think that's another reason why women prostitute themselves because it's a learned behavior, what say you? What you think, Janae? I think it's both ways. Both men and women prostitute themselves to get what they want. Um, me and one of my friends were just talking about this because I asked her this question. And she said, basically, you know, some people they don't have that village. So they need to tell them, you know, hey, don't do this. Go this way. Even when their family and friends do know what they're doing, they don't correct them and redirect them. A lot of they do do this as a learned behavior um, because that's all they see. The socioeconomic environment that they're in, that's all they're used to. So, yeah, to go get a couple of dollars, I go shake my ass or, you know, do something, go sit on the corner. You know, that's what they're used to, um, the environment they're in the drugs, the alcohol, the abuse, you know, that's what their mothers did. That's what someone, whoever raised them, that's what they saw. So, yeah. So, here's what I was told by a female co-worker. She told me, she said, Kev, look, at the end of the day, a fair exchange ain't robbery. If he's getting what he wants and I'm getting what I want, if he wanted the sex and I decided to give it to him, but in return, if I got what I wanted financially, then, hey, that's a fair exchange. I ain't mad. He ain't mad. So how is that robbery? It's my body. It's his money. And if we desire to exchange that for each other, whose business is it but mine anyway? So are they doing this just to be doing this? Like, how is this going? Because some prostitutes or guys, women, they do things, you know, that's like a career for them. They go from prostituting to stripping. You know, for some people, you know, they've been sexually abused. So they just so you're saying for the most part, some of them do it because they think that's the right thing to do? A lot of people, I mean, that's what, a lot of people, they do what they know, what they see, what they've seen. It's a learned behavior for some people. So how old were you when you first started prostituting? I ain't never been a prostitute. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Don't start that. No, we're not doing that tonight. I'm just saying, you talking about. I ain't never no damn prostitute. You talking about like this the lady a, with the. Um, she going to say it's a challenge. learned. She said it's a learned behavior. It, for some people, it is a learned behavior. So, who had learned you how to sell your body? Ain't nobody learned me how to do shit. Okay, so let's just. Okay, okay, no, hold on. No, hold on. Okay, so let's say this. Let's pretend. This is pretend world. So, let's pretend that you were going to sell your cootie cootie. What you yeah? Just say my cookie. Yeah, your cookie. Don't say cookie because I like eating cookies, and I I don't know that I 
your cookie might be a little raw. You're a little light skinned. It might not be all the way cookie. Watch yourself. <laughs> so look, what you think of going rate is if a man just, you know, straight up asks you, how much can I buy some of that pussy for? You can't buy me. I'm saying, yeah, hypothetically speaking, if you was going to sell a cootie coo, what would you sell it for? What Daryl hey, say? You, 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 you. We ain't talking about me. <laughs> no, you can't ask me and I'm gonna ask you. Hold on, wait. You. I'm trying to see what, what Daryl said. An old coworker asked the female coworker, "Baby, why are you sad?" And she replied, "I'm broke." He said, "You broke? Why are you broke? Sitting on a million? Sitting on a million dollars? <laughs> How you? Give me say forty dollars. dollars. <laughs> that forty good for you? Hell no, that forty ain't good for me." You just said you ain't going to put it on the market. No, she went from saying she wasn't going to put it on the market to she saying she ain't going to take 40. So which one is it? You going to take the 40 or you going to put the pussy on the market? What you going to do? No, I ain't, I ain't putting it on the market. 60. Ain't, no. <laughs> Stop throwing numbers out there. I'm just asking, 80? No. So do 80 come with head too? No. If you were going to say, if you, I'm just hypothetically speaking, if you were going to do it, no. do a shot ahead, come with the $80. What no. you trying to say? It's not selling, it's just exchange. It's the exchange, okay. And, and let me say this, man, like, on the real, man, we all do it. When you meet a chick, you're taking her to eat. Ain't nothing free. You're buying her drink. Now, now all of a sudden you want to talk. I'm just saying ain't nothing free. But you just said you wouldn't put yours on I the market. So make free. up your mind. Either you're going to put it's it on the market. It's very expensive. Who said that? It is. Oh, Denise McClary. That's my old neighbor. Hey, baby. But look. So here's the thing. Then ain't shit free 99. You ain't even free 99. Who said that? Big Ben? <laughs> Something was brought into it, something like... Bacon. Yeah? Smell it for $300. Who <laughs> said smell it? Kim. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, look. So, you're telling me you've never had a man take you out to eat, take you to the movies, and then you gave him some. And it might not have been because he took you nowhere. You might have already made up in your mind you was going to give it to him anyway. But he took you to eat, took you to movie, like wine didn't dine you for that evening. And this so is in your... I mean, if y'all went to the movies and went out to eat, y'all clearly were on dates. No, I'm like actually dating. Like in a relationship. So you don't have sex unless you're in a relationship? So you've never had sex outside of a relationship? Yeah. Okay, so... I just asked the question. Why would you even ask that question? I just asked the question. You're trying to be slick. That's your question, Mr. Walker. So you never given it up that night when he took you out to eat or took you to the movie? Because basically what he just did was pay for the pussy. Yeah. And you gave it up, right? So how much was the meal? How much you think that meal was? Where did, <laughs> where did y'all go eat? Don't lie. Don't be acting like he took your ass to Steak 48 because it wasn't even around back then. No. But, okay, so where y'all go eat? Chamagacha. What? Chamagacha. And how much was that meal? Oh, that night it was like over $200. Oh, my God. What? It was. With the meal and the drink, it's a Brazilian steakhouse on one side. So you're, saying that's the only, so you're saying that's the only place you can be and end up giving up that cookie? A nigga done, yeah. took, you, nigga done took you right there and got you a Happy Meal. You a goddamn Come on. You a Happy Meal. So a nigga <laughs> done took you and got a Happy Meal. No. 
then took your ass to Tweety's and beat your ass up. You know, don't, don't fucking ask me no what this woman gonna say what's tweeted. Come on, bro. I've never been inside of a She grew up in South Park. I have never been inside of a Twiggy's motel. Okay, so Patty's in? No. You're quick. Oh my god. So what the fuck? What's that mean? No. Exactly. Exactly what? See it. You lying, that's what. So you no, so I'm kind of ask you this. So you've never had sex in a motel? No. Never. Never. Well, every woman on here that grew up with me and had sex in a motel. Oh, well, that's y'all. That was well, what we, we age that was what we did in my era. Contrary to what men think, ladies like to have lots of sex too. I know it, Kim, and she's sitting there trying to that's her. Not, that's right, Big Ben. Way. That's all it took for her was a wing dinner. Lies you tell. Kim, who lied? Hey, you're not gonna do my do my Kim folk tonight. Man, whatever. Make us feel the beans, fam. I am. Keep going. <laughs> she gonna tell the truth, honey. Hey, man. What? I have never been inside of a motel. I have never. Okay, so she's 34. She's 34. So how many of y'all on here right now in your 30s and have never had sex in a motel? Because it may be a it may be an era thing. Because in my era. We took women to motels and hotels and Holiday Inn. She, if she was really special, she went to the Holiday Inn. Otherwise, she went to the local, the local hole in the wall. That boy say. He probably did. You know, you ain't Man, don't take this shit tonight. <laughs> Fire her ass up, bro. What's up, baby? So look. Prostituting. And I'm not speaking of a woman walking the streets. He's saying no, sir. I really wait until. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying there's not a woman, like even in even in high school, you know, normally. When I would get my weekly allowance, I even convinced my mom to start giving me more money through the week. So like when I stood in line at the snack bar to get what I want, and Dara used to be the first one in line at the snack bar, uh, Sleepy Wood. She'd be like, Sleepy, go $3, man. Give me a chicken basket. Matter of fact, get two chicken baskets because I want to share my chicken basket with an old girl. Thank you, Nanny. And old girl at the same time was probably going to Popeye's or Runs or somewhere down there. To give me some, y'all remember Ron's chicken? What is Ron's chicken? Girl, stop it. What is Ron's chicken? Hey, put a bunch of hearts up there for all y'all that remember Ron's chicken. What that was on MLK and Solinsky. Hit that like button. Thank you. Look at, look. Everybody know. Hey, so if you went to, if you went to Worthing, if you went to Worthing, y'all was going to Master Burger. Remember Master Burger? Hit, give me some hearts for Master Man, Burger. That was on Scott Street. Come on, Master yeah, Burger. Exactly. All I remember right here was, was the Tate Fish Market. That's all I remember. I don't remember that. And the Pilgrim Quakers that was right next door to it. And it you know true. what? Being always say you couldn't come outside. So being might be right. That's why you're mad at being up. Don't Oh, I'm just saying that was the man I always he say. He don't want his big ass around the corner to see nothing either. So what the hell? Is see, look, Kim even said, of course, when we was coming, that we went to the motel. 
Okay, look how old she is. How you know how old she is? And look how old I am. How you know how old she is? Yeah, oh, you went you went to school with her son, that's right. You tried it. At any rate. Hey, Uncle Scooby. Shan, what's up, baby? She's just a baby. Yeah, she is. Hey, Shan. She oh. is. Hmm. With a smart mouth. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think, man, it can be referred to as prostitution. It is a and it, it is, look, it's, it's just the way the young lady referred it to me when she dropped it in my inbox. Hey, Kev, here go a subject for next week. I ain't, she was like, she really was being kind of messy. She was like, oh, I'm not going to get mad, by the way, if you use this on the show. <laughs> so feel free to use it. I'm not going to call you the next day and cuss you out. She texted me that, and she put the other one in my inbox. But uh, Master Burger was the shit. I know it, Kim, it was. Um, that's, a, that's a reference to those who went to Worthing who lived in that area over there off of Scott. Scott in the airport that uh that know about Master Burger. Man, Master Burger, Master Burger was one of the best burgers around back in back in the gap. But y'all y'all wouldn't know nothing about that. So I don't know many men that at some point, and I hear dudes say it all the time, oh, I ain't no trick. So man, we all done paid for some pussy. Maybe not directly. He go 60, he go 80, he go 100, he go 40. Maybe not directly like that. But man, when you, if you got a woman you love or a woman you care about, hey man, I say this, it ain't tricking if you got it. And that's a true fact. Man, if you make enough woman, make enough money for a woman and you enjoy her, say, for me, I'll be honest with you. I want a woman's hands and feet looking a certain kind of way. And if I got to pay for them to look that way, and that's just a starting point. I'm just using that as an example. Goddamn right I'll pay for a pedicure and a manicure. That ain't shit. And for any woman making you feel like you're doing a major thing because you got her fucking nails done, man, you better check her past because she's been abused. She fucked up mentally. And see, that's the shit as men that we ignore. When she start praising you for the shit that really ain't really shit to be praised about, she got fucking issues. It's one thing for her to take that hundred dollar here, baby, go get your nails, go get you, you know, go get them hoes printed up for me. It's one thing for her to take that hundred and say, oh, thank you, baby. That was sweet. That's cool. But when she act like that little hundred dollars was the fucking end all be all of the world, so man, she got mental problems. Then when you start giving her the dick and she go totally fucking bananas. See, a lot of times because we want the pussy so bad, we ignore the little shit. That motherfucker was showing you signs of crazy the whole time. We just ignore that shit because we be wanting the pussy. And men. Man, we so fucking shallow and weak. As long as we can get the pussy at our beck and call in the beginning, we good. We good. But there come a time 
there comes a time when that pussy just don't suffice no more. Then we start noticing the other shit. Your fucked up attitude. The little slick shit you say under your breath. Because now that pussy feel like everybody else's pussy. After a nigga been getting that shit for a while. And at some point, a nigga really want to turn around and say, who the fuck you think you talking to? Get your shit and get out. But we hold it in. Because the first thing you're going to say is that I'm disrespecting you. But you disrespecting me. I hate when a motherfucker starts saying, oh, um, but she cook, she clean. She clean the house. Motherfucker, I got a maid that'll come to this bitch every two weeks and vacuum, had her lines going a certain kind of way on the fucking carpet. Had a flow so goddamn clean, I can eat off that bitch if I just want to have this motherfucker cleaned up like that. You clean because that's a duty. That's a duty of yours. Let's be real. As a woman, you're supposed to clean. You're supposed to cook. Don't act like you're doing me no fucking service because you cooking and cleaning. Because guess what? Guess what? The minute I get to fucking mentioning what I did, you're going to cop a fucking attitude. I just gave you $700 two months ago for a brand new loop. I just gave you $1,500 three months ago to go buy you some red bottoms. So that's a fair exchange. I'm giving you the finances if I so choose. And you getting to go buy what you want to buy. Now, hey, let's be real. Anybody who know me and it ain't many. I think it's one woman on here I ever dated. And one thing she'll tell you, like, <clears throat> when it come to buying dinner and that kind of shit, I do that. But as far as just being a real trick-ass nigga, I think she'll type on here and agree that that's one thing I ain't going to do is be no trick nigga for nobody. And I cut for her like a motherfucker. We really more friends and better friends than we are anything. The one thing she'll guarantee you, Kevin Walker ain't no trick. The fuck you looking for, Shauna? You know I ain't lying. Don't mind she watching. No, but that's real talk, man. Like, I hate when people start talking about what they did and what they gave and how much, how much they give. And I don't give a fuck how much you give. Shit. You really ain't giving enough. Like I said on the very first show we had when we were talking about relationships, if I'm ever in another motherfucking relationship, you can best believe she's going to be the best bitch in the world because I'm going to give her the all I got. She can have it all. She's never going to be disrespected. And I'm never going to deal with a disrespectful woman. And let's be real. When you start off with the negative conversations, 
<clears throat> when you start off with the cussing, just in general conversation, when you cussing in general conversations, you best believe when y'all have a disagreement, she gonna cuss your ass out then. And that's, I mean, I say it, everybody knows shit. When, when me and Kim was dating, the biggest issue I had was Kim goddamn mouth. Because she cussed like a sailor. Anybody who know her know she cussed a lot. But the one thing I can honestly say, she tried to curtail that shit. She tried to curtail it when she dealt with me. And I've been asked so many times. And I say, man, people that, man, how the hell you deal with Kim Sanders and that mouth? Kim don't talk to me like that. Kim don't deal with me like that. Me and Kim don't talk to each other that way. And I tell people the Kim y'all know and the Kim I knew is two totally different people. The Kim I knew, shit, let's be real. As a girlfriend, I was getting a goddamn phone call at 10, 11 o'clock every morning saying, what you want to eat tonight? A true sweetie. I tell people that all the time. That other Kim who get on Facebook showing her ass, cussing y'all out there, I don't know that girl. I don't know that girl. Why, who got to be a bitch, Erica? Clap for all the best bitches. What you mean how they deal with my, I have a great mouth. I'm very astute. I am very astute. No, for real. Like, I feel like I'm a great dude. I feel like I'm a great person. What say you, Jay? Am I not a great person? You are. Oh, okay. You don't have to agree. You can say, yeah, no, you're a piece of shit. No, you're an asshole sometimes, but you're a great man. What's up, Lisa? She is the next bitch. She'll be my bitch if she's the next bitch. <laughs> what you mean? Same way, same way women say nigga. Oh, that's a dude. That's a nigga. That's a it's just a word, just a phrase. As you call it a word of endearment. It is a term of endearment. It's my bitch. My bitch. And you got women, you know, that. Hey, Denise. So, no, uh, again, let's go back to the prostitution. I think the term prostitution in which it was meant in the statement prostituting was about fair exchange, was about the things that women use their bodies for in exchange for what they want. I'm almost certain that's the direction that she was trying to go with the statement. Is it is it learned? Is prostituting just something women do? Because you don't have to be a lady of the night to be considered a prostitute in the terms in which this lady meant it in her statement. She meant women use their body to gain their advantage. 
and so do men. Do we? Yeah. I can't talk about that. I ain't never dated a man. I know you so in what in what ways do men use their bodies to gain an advantage? The same way women use their bodies. Like for what? As an example, because I I don't know. I mean, I'm not familiar with with that road. I can tell you a million things women do with their bodies to gain the advantage. Because <laughs> I, I I've dated them, so you know. Thank you, lady in the back. <laughs> To get a head. To get some head or to get a head? What do you mean? Both. To get some head, to get a head, to get their bills paid. Man, I get up here morning at 5 30 to get my bills paid. 5 30. Just saying. It is what it is. So, look, we're going to move on to conversation number two for tonight. Oh, look, let me tell y'all this, too. Here's what we're doing. So in cigar time tonight, in cigar time, I'm going to recite poetry. I'm going to do poetry. Yes, I have a talent for poetry. So I'm going to do poetry tonight in cigar time. But here's how it's going to work. Y'all can type in one word, and I'm going to incorporate your one word into my poetry in cigar time. Cigar time is the last five minutes of the show. You type in one word, and I'm going to give you my word on what you say when I read what you type. For example, Markella just went L-O-L. Oh, well, go to hell, Markella. How the fuck you pronounce your name? You know, that sort of deal. We're going we gonna, to we gonna keep it a G. We're going to keep it 100. Here's our second conversation for the night. So, ladies, do me. Kid him. So, here's the second conversation for the night. So, do, uh, do men manipulate the system? Do men manipulate the system, meaning the relationship? To get what they want. And through manipulation, do they attempt to bully or control the mindset of the female that they're dating? So do men manipulate the system to bully or control and get what they want? Or, or there's an or, or do they respect you enough to take it how you give it and enjoy you for your mind? So do they bully you? Do most men try to bully you into doing shit they way? Or do they respect you and accept you for who you are and for your mindset? So, Janae, I'm going to start with and you. do they accept your independence as a woman? Yeah, same thing. No. That was a question. That's part of the question. They accept your independence. So, Trishana said they may try. So, Michelle Walker-Bryan said, hell yeah, they try to bully. So what you think, Janelle? The men you've dated, have they respected who you are and what you are, or have they tried to make you conform to what they want you to be? For the most part, they respected me as how I am and who I am. And then there was that one who tried to control everything, and he was a narcissist. Hmm. So it was that simple. Um, because a lot of men... 
didn't have an issue with how I am, who I am, as far as career-wise. Because the one person that I dated that I ended up marrying, he didn't like the fact it was, uh, was a money issue. You know how some men don't like the fact the woman make more money than them. So that he didn't like that. And, you know, I move differently. I'd rather take care of business and let this business just sit, you know. But, I mean, he tried to control some things, but by myself now. I like my independence. <laughs> my, I've been told my independence is too strong. So, Ms. Harper say they have a complex with independent women. Hmm, interesting. They don't like it. A lot of men don't like independent women. They like women that they that they think they can conform to who they want. Me, I don't mind conforming, but you're just not gonna break me down completely. You're not going to mess with my identity and who I am. I am who I am, but I don't mind conforming. Okay, so let's take this, let's take this to another level. Let's let's conform this into a sexual sense. So do you think, or do you ladies think men also try to get you to conform or bully you sexually? Or if a man likes what he likes, likes doing what he likes doing, whether it's straight up missionary, uh, doggy style from behind, if he like you riding him, if he like to lay down and eat your coochie on his stomach, sniper style, you know what I mean by sniper style, as you laying on your back with your legs up and him laying on his belly like a sniper, like he finna shoot a gun. So do you think men try and manipulate the system sexually? What say you, Janae? Lisa, you think so? Someone said, um, yeah, with younger girls. That's why a lot of them mess with younger girls. You're not going to control me unless I like you. They like women. They think they can control. That's why a lot of them mess with younger girls. Okay, that was Erica. Big Ben say, the only one you've been with Probably. Well, okay, here's what I think. And I'm going to be straight up frank with you. I'm not going to deal with a woman. And I'm going to be real. I'm not going to deal with a woman that can't conform to my ways of what I would like sexually. Because at some point as a man, and any man on this thing will tell you, you're going to end up stepping out. You're going to end up going and find your pleasure somewhere else. And it's the same way for most women. If a man is not giving them what they want, the way they want it, when they want it. And how. And how. They're going to step out. They're going to do something different. So why waste your time? Why waste your time? Dealing with somebody who don't want to do the things you want to do. 
So it's funny because my cousin said to me yesterday, we were riding, and my cousin said to me yesterday, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to even put it on there. <laughs> Do she know you're a freak? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's a fact. What's up, Tanya? How you doing, baby girl? Ben, what's the wheelbarrow? But are you making her comfortable enough to want to try what you like? But what if they're doing everything you want and they still step out? Man, that's just immaturity, Kim. Some of y'all do that anyway. You can fuck, suck, blow up his ass. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Oh, you must have missed that conversation from last week. <laughs> Don't mean you won't step out. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, you right, Erica. You're right. So let me go back and address Kim. I ain't got time to be teaching. Yeah, we all want you to teach. <laughs> so Kim said, but what if you're doing everything you want and they still step out there? What? Kim, I think that's a, I want to say a level of maturity at some point. Because I was guilty of that in my younger days. You're getting what you want one place and you still go do something somewhere else. That's why I say I think that's a matter of maturity. I think when a man matures to a certain point, there's nothing that that female who he's involved with at that point, there's nothing that she can do that's going to cause him to go do something different, to go step out, to go bend, to go cheating in the other room, as they say. You know, like, honestly, man, Right now for Kevin Walker, and again, I can only speak for me in this matter, and probably most mature men has gotten to the, the, the place in life where I am. Look, I didn't had, like I said last week, I didn't have my share. If I die tonight in my sleep and I never get no more, God then gave me and blessed me with enough. Um, but I just I would I would venture to say that we cheat and we step out on our mates due to immaturity. We're, we're, we're immature at that point. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Deshaun, who? Where is your maturity? The same with the woman. They can't do all you want. Do all you want. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a level of maturity. It's immature for you to step out. So I would agree with that. Like, where is your maturity if you can't stay? My thing is this. If you really with that person and you love them and you're into them and they into you, they going to conform at some point. People got to get comfortable in their own skin. You know, it just anything relationship wise, of course, takes time. You learn people, you know, I've had women who I started dating that claim they don't do oral sex. I mean, you know, it's, I'll say as simple as giving head. They don't give head. Within a month, they're giving head. And I think it all was just a ploy to see how long you would hang around or, you know, where you guys would materialize to at that point in your relationship. It is a give and take. It's definitely a give and take. They want their cake and ice cream. Hey, 
If you can get your cake and ice cream, why not take it? I'm just saying. What's wrong with uh, taking both? If you can get it. Sex doesn't last forever. It fades like beauty. Yeah, but you do want to be able to roll over and enjoy mama when you want to enjoy mama. I'm speaking from a man perspective, and I think a lot of these women will, a lot of these men will probably tell you the exact same thing. Uh, who said that, Felicia? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Felicia, I, I agree. It does fade. What's up, James? Thank you for joining, man. Um. Uh, Man, you know, life, life like anything else, and we talk about it all the time, you know, man, it's it's about wanting what you want and liking what you like. You know, people can look from the outside and look in and be like, why is she dealing with him or why he dealing with her or, you know, but you never know what make that situation click for those people because a lot of time the people or the person that we see on the outside is not truly the person we get on the inside. You know, when you love somebody, you kind of handle yourself different, man. You take things a different way. You venture down roads that in normal situations, you probably wouldn't even venture down. You know, you find yourself being way out of character sometimes for people in situations that you probably wouldn't get out of character for. But that's what love will do to you. Love will have you embarrassed as hell the next morning. Love will have your ass sitting in the jail the next morning. Think about it for some of you right on here right now. In your late 18s or 20s and maybe some of y'all into your 30s did some very, very stupid things because you thought you were in love, because you thought you loved somebody. And you found yourself in a situation where you and HPD had to talk about it. How many times have you went out? This was, I'm, I'm speaking back in the day. Because now we got cell phones. But how many of y'all back in the day went out and got in your car and drove by old boy house to see if he was there? And see who else car was parked there that you might knew that liked him. Come on now, keep it real. Hit that like button, keep it real. How many of y'all just went ahead and knocked on that door to see if he was going to answer? How many of y'all, once that nigga didn't answer the door, how many of y'all kicked that motherfucker in? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Give it... Let's be real on here. Like, don't sit up and lie and act like you've been who you are right now all your life. You ain't been who you are right now your whole life. Or you took your key and dug it into the side of that nigga car. Come on, hit that, hit that like button. Hit, your, hit that like button. Y'all know I ain't lying. Hit that laughing out loud. I made a somebody car told me. And put in the garage. What Felicia say? That's a strong woman. <laughs> hey, it's real. It happens. Look. The son and Andy say yes. 
See? Just a window. Baby dad, that's right. Man, we all did stupid shit because we thought we were in love. And when you wake up the next morning, hey, sometimes it don't take waking up the next morning. Sometimes it's driving home. When you driving home, you be like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Especially when you've been raised right. When you've been raised right, man, conviction is a mother sucker. What? <laughs> that ain't nothing to pat yourself on the back for. So look, where we at in the show? Oh, we over. We good? What time is it? Keep going. We over our hour already, man. We fine. She don't know what she's talking about. So look, no, that's uh, that's all I got for tonight. I ain't gonna just keep rambling, rambling at the mouth. So look, here we go. Y'all gonna get my poetry now. Y'all gonna get my poetry. What's so your I one want, word? Yeah, I want everybody just to type in one word, and I'm gonna use whoever start off. Give me a word right now, and Michelle, I'm. What's your word? Yeah, poetry. Poetry, Pam. Give me one word. Give me one word. Everybody type in one word, and I'm going to use your word in my off-the-top-of-the-dome poetry. This ain't no rap. This is about poetry. Just give me one word, one word, and I'm going to use that one word in my poetry. This poetry night. Love. Hmm. I wondered growing up if I could be like Prince. And capture a dove. But soon I learned how to love. Because I knew it was tripping. And as I grew, I got bold. When I became a grown man, some say I was an asshole. Never ever hated a woman, never did no chasing. Because I always thought I was way too amazing. Yeah, I go harder. And I'll go harder. But at the end of the day, I'm still so unbothered. Yeah, I said I give chase to a pretty little thing like faith. I'll write it in. Dap you up, my friend. Y'all thought I didn't have this. Y'all thought it was a joke? I didn't need but one oar to row my boat. And as I steady flowed down life's stream, I started to wonder, is this really a dream? Am I thinking the way I should be? Or can life conduct itself the way I C S E E I love M E that is me just between us some people wonder if there really is a Jesus but I just laugh as I see these fools walking on crates <laughs> <laughs> 
because I realize Tiffany Gillespie, they are not safe. As I press on and I live fast, I just nod my head and tell them to kiss my black ass. Because this is mine. The life I live. But every breath I take, it's God's to give. So impressive. I'm out of here, y'all. Peace!